0: You love Thursdays because Thursday is the closest day to Friday because Friday means it's the furthest day away from Monday. You love Saturday, but you're starting to get a little bit worried about Saturday evening because Sunday's coming. You hate Sundays because all you can do is think about Monday. And I'm telling you, if you are listening to this right now and you are that person, it's time for a change. And I know it's going to be tough. I know it's going to be disruptive, but I'm telling you, You have one damn life to live, and you can't live your life doing stuff that you don't enjoy doing, or work with people that you don't enjoy working with. We think we have all this time. Our lives are so long. It's really not. In the long scheme of things, we're here for a very short period of time. It's a blip in the universe. Just a small portion of time. So don't spend it working with people you don't like working with. Go through the short-term pain for the long-term pleasure. What is going on, my friends? Thank you so much for joining yours truly, Ryan Calagiri, on this week's episode of The Cut The Crap Show, where every single week I'm reading a book condensing that book down to its core golden nuggets i'm bringing the author on the show to have a conversation about the golden nuggets and i'm here with you every single week just trying to save you a little bit of time and bring you some information that can spark real change in your life now speaking of change we got some changes ourselves here new podcast art new name yeah we got a few more changes coming up as well now why why am i making all these changes Well, if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I believe in can I, right? C-A-N-I, constant and never-ending improvement. And that definitely plays to the show. Over the past three years, we've evolved the show where it used to be just me doing interviews. And then I would interview just regular people who've read books. And then I evolved the show to interview New York Times bestsellers and Wall Street Journal bestsellers. That's kind of where we're at now. And the show's completely blown up. And for those of you who follow me on social media, you saw my posts on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. We hit 104 weeks, 104 weeks. is two straight years on iTunes's top podcast chart. That's awesome. And I got to thank each and every single one of you who tune in every single week, who subscribe, who rate, review, who share the podcast, who like the posts that I put on social media. The podcast wouldn't be where it is today without you. So I said thank you to so many of you online. And again, from the bottom of my heart, every single one of you who are listening to me today, thank you. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for making time for the show. And just thank you for your attention. I don't take it for granted and it means a lot to me. Which is why I want to keep improving the show. I don't want you to get bored of the show. I want to continue to improve it. Make it better. Make it more engaging, more exciting. Bring more energy to you. That's my commitment to you. And I'm never going to stop that. So I'm very excited to be really focusing on the production value of the show because I believe that's really what's going to take us from, you know, being around the whatever, the 15 to 50 mark, wherever iTunes rankings kind of fluctuate. But usually I'm hanging around those areas. But I want to be around the number one mark Right, right now. I'm hanging around with Vaynerchuk and Tony Robbins and, you know, the, the Art of Scale, all these different awesome podcasts by amazing people, Reed Hoffman, and it's an honor to be in that category with them. But in order for me to get to the top, I need to continue investing in the show, making the show better, increasing the production value of it. And That's exactly what I'm going to do. So as I do that, I expect feedback from all of you. You are who I'm building the show for. The fans, the subscribers are cut the crap show. So please, as I launch these new features, please let me know what you think. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, because your feedback is very important to me. Also, before we kick off, just want to mention one more thing, and I'll be very brief with this, but I know a lot of you have been asking about the mind maps recently. Uh, Maybe not even recently. Some of you who have caught the podcast early on, you're asking where the mind maps are. You want them. I told you to subscribe to get them. What happened with the mind maps was really unfortunate and um, yeah, it sucks, but it is what it is. It's no one's fault. There's no blame to be placed. Nobody wakes up in the morning wanting to screw things up. Accidents happen and I understand that. So I had somebody going out and transcribing all the podcasts for me, right? designing them for me, putting them in, in Dropbox, uploading them for me. So I was looking through them. I love them. I was excited about them. Couldn't wait to launch them. I got a Dropbox one day. Hey, where, where are all the mind maps? What happened? Where are they? Go contact him. He says, they're there. They're in Dropbox. I saw them last night. He said, they're not there, man. Where are they? Goes online, looks. He goes, I have no idea where they are. Long story short, we lost them. Don't know what the hell happened to them. So extremely unfortunate. And like I said, it's, it's, it's no one's fault and I don't blame anybody for it. And like anything else, I look for the setup from this so-called setback and I don't see the setup yet. It's unfortunate, but I know the setup's there somewhere and I just got to keep looking for it. No matter what, happens in your life, good, bad, ugly, doesn't matter. The bad, the ugly, there's something in there for you to learn. There's something positive in that that will come out of that bad. There always is. And I will challenge each and every single one of you to look for it. So while unfortunate, yes, I feel like I might have let you all down. Um I don't know if it's going to be something I want to spend time and effort on anymore. And it took a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of resources, a lot of money to get it done. And right now, I just want to continue focusing on moving forward, focusing on what I what I want to do with the next iteration of the Cut the Crap show and my next show that I want to be launching. So I, I think I'm just going to keep moving forward on it. And maybe at some point in time, we bring that back. But for the foreseeable future, we're not bringing that back. So I just wanted to let everybody know so that there's no questions or you guys are wondering why I haven't sent those out yet. Unfortunate circumstances, but again, I'm not going to be upset by it. I'm going to look for the setup from that setback. So, in any case, man, too much jibber jabber. Let's get right into this. So, this week, I want to talk about a book that I've referenced a few times on the show The Secret. The Secret's by Rhonda Byrne. And we don't have Rhonda on the show today because I just decided that I was going to do this last minute. I put the show that I was going to originally launch this week to next week because I really wanted to talk about The Secret. Because last week, we had Jeffrey Gittimer on and we talked a little bit about The Secret. And I got flooded with emails and messages on social media and conversation of people saying, hey, like, what is the secret? Like, you talk a lot about it. Jeffrey was talking about it. Like, what is that book about? I have no idea what it's about. Why are people, you said that, you know, Vaynerchuk and Joe Rogan, you know, they crap all over it, but yet you and Jeffrey say it's not something they should crap over and they're wrong. But then you also say that the way that Rhonda did the book wasn't necessarily doing it justice. So can you just give me an episode on The Secret? So I got a lot of that last week. So that's why this week I'm doing it. And very similar to how episode 122 was when I was talking about success through a positive mental attitude with Napoleon Hill. I'm going to do that with The Secret. So without further ado, I'm here with you all episode. Yours truly. So why don't we kick this bad boy off with golden nugget number one. The Secret is the Law of Attraction. So as was last week on the podcast with Jeffrey Gittimer, we talk about the law of attraction. We talk about the secret. The secret is the law of attraction. So let me step back for a little bit here and do some justice to the book here. So in Golden Nugget number one, again, we want to talk about framing the law of attraction. So Rhonda, the author, at one point in her life, she was really down. Things weren't going right for her. She was unhappy. She was overworked. She lost her her father. Things were just not going very well for her. And so she thought there had to be a better way to live life. And she was right. So as she continued her research, she started to realize that there was poets like Ralph Waldo Emerson or William Blake who said the same thing. Philosophers like Plato would say the same thing. She realized that all the major religions, every single one of them, referenced one powerful law. This force, this spirit, this power. It's the law of attraction. And in the book, it says that this law is the most powerful one in the universe because it informs every aspect of your life. The law of attraction states that what you put out into the universe is what you'll get back in return. So let me break it down for you. Right now, if you are sitting there listening to this and you are full of frustration, you're full of anger, negative thoughts and emotions, According to the law of attraction, you will only receive more bad things to be angry and frustrated about. But on the other hand, if you're sending love, if you're sending gratitude, if you're sending praise out into the universe, guess what? Positive things will start to come your way. So this can really be summarized to say that whatever you tend to think and feel is what you'll attract to yourself. You might be asking, how do I know if it's working for me or against me? Well, you can measure how much negativity or how much positivity you're releasing into the universe by reflecting on your current state. What occupies your mind the most will influence your state of being. So if you're spending the majority of your time thinking about things that make you angry, things that make you sad or things that disappoint you, these thoughts will come to define your life. So for example, if you spend most of your day worrying about debt, you're pretty much guaranteed to stay in debt because that's all you're thinking about. You think about debt, you're going to get debt. You think about how the world's going to screw you over, guess what's going to happen? You think about how your boss, you know, is going to work behind your back to screw you over, whatever it is, more bad things are going to come to you because that's what you focus on. So the good news though, there's good news here. Trust me. I know it sounds all negative, but it, there is good news here. And the good news is that you have the power to change it and you can start right now. It all changes with who you hang around with, what you listen to, what you allow into your life and what you don't allow into your life. But it all starts with how you think. We talked about that in episode 122, success through a positive mental attitude. We talked about that way back when on one of the very first episodes, "Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. We talked about it last week on Truthful Living. It all starts with thought. The thoughts you hold in your mind, that's the most important piece. And far too many of us are on autopilot. We have to take ourselves off autopilot. We have to realize that our thoughts become things. And that if we keep thinking negative, we're going to get Negative. So we have to do our best to think positive, put ourselves in more positive circumstances, remove the negatives from our life. And if we do that, then our life will improve. The quality of our life will improve. So now that you know what the secret is, it's the law of attraction. Now I'm going to get on my soapbox for a second, so get ready for this one. But this is why I have a problem with people like Gary Vaynerchuk and Joe Rogan going out there and saying things like, Oh, the law of attraction is secret. It's bull crap. It doesn't mean anything. You know, if I just sit here and think of a million dollars, all of a sudden I'm going to attract a million dollars. That's crap. You got to put in the work. Listen, the secret isn't saying that you are just going to think about a million dollars and a million dollars is going to come attracted to you. That's not what it's saying. It's going to a higher level, which both of those individuals in particular, and anyone out there who kind of spits on this has to agree with. But if you hang around with a whole bunch of complainers, people complain, people are negative, you are going to become negative. You are going to complain. If you complain, if you're negative, if you're mad, if you're angry, what do you think you're going to do? You're going to attract more angry and negative people. That's just the way the world works. Do you think you're going to be happy and successful and you're going to attract happy and successful people if you're a miserable oaf? Of course not. So get real. That's what it comes down to. Another thing about this whole idea of people just putting out there, oh, I want to make a million dollars or I want to get a Lamborghini Gallardo. Guess what? It's not going to happen if you don't put in the work. You have to focus on that goal. Yes, I want that. I want to achieve it. And I got to keep my mind focused on it. I got to keep my mind positive. I got to believe I can get there. Because if you don't believe that, if you're negative, if you piss on your own dreams, guess what happens? You're never going to get it. This is what it's all about, about getting your mind right. This is why I love The Secret, because it does help you to understand that your thoughts become things. And how you think will determine what happens to you in your life. The language you use, for example, I've used this before. If I wanna go buy a Lamborghini Gallardo and I say, ah, you know, I'll never be able to afford that, I'm not smart enough, I'm not talented enough, I don't know how to make money. Oh my God, get the hell out of here. What do you think is going to happen to you? If you say you're not smart enough, guess what? You're never going to come up with an idea. You're never going to have the money if you say, I'll never have enough money or I'll never be able to afford that. What you're doing is you are just creating your future for yourself because of that negative self-talk, that learned helplessness. But instead, if you approach it with a more positive mental attitude and you say, how, how can I afford that? I'm smart enough to afford that. Now I might not have the skills yet, but I need to get the skills. What skills do I need in order to exchange my brain power, my knowledge, my time for services rendered that people will pay me for? Because if I can do that, then I can afford my Lamborghini Gallardo. That's the language you need to use. That's what the secret's trying to say. So, in any case, we've talked about this one quite a bit. I want to go on to the next golden nugget, but essentially. Breaking it out right from the very beginning. The secret is the law of attraction. What you put out there, you will get back in return. Positive, you get positive. You get negative. You put negative out there, you get negative. Pretty damn simple. Golden nugget number two. The law of attraction doesn't listen to don'ts. But instead, it listens to the principles of quantum mechanics. So the main reason that people aren't benefiting from the secret to life is this. They're focusing mainly on what they don't want instead of on what they do want. But you have to keep in mind, the law of attraction doesn't comprehend don'ts. So if you spend most of your day preoccupied with the thought, you know, I don't want to fail this exam or I don't want to have to get fired. The message you're actually sending into the universe is that I want to fail the exam. I want to get fired since don'ts aren't recognized. see that? Does that make sense? The reason for that is pretty simple, though. You're focusing solely on something. I don't want to fail the exam. I don't want to get fired. I don't want to go into debt. All you're focusing is on failing the exam. You're focused on getting fired from your job. You're focused on going into debt. You're focusing on all the bad stuff. And why? Because you're focusing on that. Instead, if you were to be focusing on prosperity, you would get more prosperity. If you were focused on passing the exam, you'd be focused on studying more. If instead of focusing on, oh, I hope I don't get fired, instead of focusing on getting fired, you focused on how can I create stronger relationships in the organization? How can I deliver more value to the company so that I'm irreplaceable? You see the difference? The difference in how you think, what you put your attention on, what you focus on? That's the difference. So if you want to change your current state of mind, if you're in a state of mind right now where you are thinking about what you don't want, and that's your predominant thought, then you have to change that current state. The message that you send out has to be more positive. You need to tell yourself things that what you do want out of life. Tell yourself, this is what I want out of life. I want to have prosperity. I want to have the best mark in the class. I want to you know, be invaluable to this organization. Now, this is where that contentious point raises up, right? Where, where people start to complain about the secret and say it's full of crap. Yeah, you put your attention there. You put your focus there. And guess what? You have to put your energy there too. You can't just wish for things and things magically appear. This is not Aladdin. You're not going to rub a magical lamp and the genie pops out. It doesn't happen that way. <laughs> you have to put in the effort. You have to put in the work. But until you start thinking there, you're not going to know where the effort should be. You don't know what kind of work you need to be putting in because you're not thinking correctly. And so in the book, they talk about how this kind of philosophy, this kind of ideology applies to larger phenomena in the world. So for example, anti-war protests. Instead of anti-war protests, there should be more pro-peace rallies. Instead of anti-drug campaigns, there should be a bigger focus on pro-sobriety. So we need to start thinking about what we want and not what we don't want. And I find this point very interesting because I do remember Mother Teresa saying, This was just years and years and years ago where she said that I don't want to be invited to your anti-war rally. Now, if you have a pro-peace rally, please invite me. I found that really weird. First off, I thought it was kind of rude. I was like, what? Why would Mother Teresa want to go to this? Well, come on. Young punk Ryan Caligiuri back when I was, whatever, 13, 14 when I heard her say that. What do I know? Mother Teresa knows way better. And clearly she understood this. She understood this law of attraction. Don't invite me to this anti-war rally. I don't want to be there. But if you have a pro-peace rally, invite me to that. Didn't make sense at the time. And as I got older and as I started learning more philosophy, started picking up more books such as this, now it started to make sense. So this whole piece of quantum physics or quantum mechanics, you're like, well, how does that play into this? So If we dissect the universe until we get right down to its smallest and most fundamental level, what we're left with is energy. If you put a magnifying glass or a a microscope on these cells, you'll see that energy actually vibrates at certain frequencies. And when things vibrate on the same frequency, they're drawn to each other through natural attraction. You see where this is going now. So following that same logic, if you change what you think about, you're also changing the vibration and frequencies of your thoughts, which means that you're going to influence the kind of things that will be drawn to you. So whatever you're spending the most time thinking about, that will be your predominant frequency and it will determine what the universe sends your way. And again, I I liken this to science again, right? The reticular activating system, the RAS, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, Many, many times. If you haven't heard it yet, I'll share it with you now. You ever get something like a new pair of boots, new purse, new car, new shirt, new shoes, whatever it is, you get something that's brand new. All of a sudden you start wearing it. Then wait, what the heck? Somebody's driving that car. Oh, another person's driving the car. Someone's got the same boots. Someone's got the same purse. All of a sudden you start to notice it more. Why? Because your brain starts to focus more on that. What you focus on, you get more of. There's a ton of exercises like that where Tony Robbins does his exercise where everyone in the room, he's got 5,000 people in the room and he says, okay, everyone, look for black, look for black, look for black, look for black. Everyone in the room, look for black. And you're looking in the room for all things that are black. He closes, his he tells you to close your eyes. Okay, now tell me everything that was yellow. And everyone sits there laughing. They're like, I have no idea. I don't know what was yellow because all I did was focus on the black. Exactly, that's what it comes down to. You get more of what you focus on. When you get a brand new car, let's just say you get a brand new, I don't know, brand new red sports car. All of a sudden, you're going to start to notice more red sports cars. You're going to say, wow, there's so many red sports cars around here. Yeah, because you're focusing on it. Is it that you're attracting it or is it that you're just noticing it more? So the same is true when you ask yourself a question. Hey, how do I make more money? If you ask yourself a better question, all of a sudden, you'll start to find more opportunities to make money. It's funny how it works that way. So again, just to recap here, golden nugget number two, the law of attraction, it does not listen to don'ts, but instead, it listens to the principles of quantum mechanics. Like attracts like. Don't forget that. Golden nugget number three, there are three steps to creating the universe you want to live in. So you have to think of your thoughts like a TV transmission tower. It's constantly broadcasting your requests out into the universe. Whatever you're thinking, you're going to get more of. So becoming more aware of what you're thinking on a regular basis is really important here. So if you don't like what you're receiving, you need to essentially change the frequency. Or to essentially put it another way, your thoughts are like seeds. We talked about this last week. At the farmer's field, the seeds you plant. The more positive seeds you plant, the more positive your life will grow. Last week, I talked about that in Truthful Living. If you plant corn or nightshade, the land doesn't care what you plant. It's going to return to you what you plant. Corn or nightshade. Corn, something to feed your family, something that's going to give you sustenance. Nightshade, a deadly poison. doesn't matter. The land, the farmer's field, is going to return to you exactly what you plant. The same is true here. So what's this three-step process they're talking about? At the end of this, actually, I'll tell you where they missed out, and they should probably put on one more step in the process to make it four-step process. But anyways, so the first step is to ask. You have to be very clear about what you want or what you desire out of life. And the best way to make sure the universe knows what you're after is to write it down according to a very specific structure that you follow. So the structure that they recommend is to use a present tense and ask with gratitude as if it's already yours. So for example... You would write, I am grateful to have blank, right? It can be an experience. So for example, you could say, I'm grateful to have a healthy mind and body, or you might wish for a product or a person. So you might say, "Um, I'm grateful to own this brand new car, or I am grateful to have a partner who treats me like an equal. Think of it like placing an order from the catalog of the universe and whatever essentially you want, you put it out there. So while this might sound a little bit fluffy, this really comes down to goal setting. Let's get very practical about it. It's goal setting. What do you want out of life? Companies set goals. People set goals. This is goal setting. What do you want? What are you trying to achieve? Put it out there. Set your goal out there. I want to make $15,000 a year. Great. That's your goal. Pretty simple. The next step is to believe. You have to have unwavering faith. And you need to radiate that feeling of confidence that comes with your faith so that the universe will get the strongest possible signal from you. So again, it's just constantly believing that if you work, well, hold on, I won't get there yet, but believing that you can have it. Believing that you can achieve your goal. How many companies out there set goals every year? And if you set the goal, you say, well, great goal setting session, but we're never going to achieve it. Come on. Do you think you're going to achieve it with that kind of attitude? No, of course not. You have to be unwavering in your faith to say, yes, we are absolutely going to achieve this goal this year, guys. We're going to stop at nothing. I don't care what's going to get in our way. It doesn't matter what roadblocks getting get in our way. If there's problems, don't care. I'm going to get through them. Roadblocks, don't care. I'm going to go through them. Challenges, Pfft, I spit on challenges. I got this. That's the kind of attitude you need to have. That's the kind of hunger, the kind of determination you need to have in order to achieve that. So again, first step, ask. Second, to believe. The final step is to receive. So this is all about sending the right frequency by imagining the feeling you'll have once you get what your heart desires. So you could use like a mantra to help you Simulate that feeling and just repeat it. I am receiving now. I am receiving all the good in my life. Now. I am receiving my new car. Now. I am receiving, you know, my new relationship. Now I am receiving my new raise now, whatever it is. So they say by asking, believing and receiving, you will create the positive environment that will help you achieve what you want. long pause there. (laughs) Okay. So here's the problem here. This is where I think guys like Vaynerchuk and Rogan go wrong on this. Well, where they're right. Sorry. I believe that there's a three-step process. Sure. You can follow that. I think that's all important, right? Ask. You got to set a goal. Believe. Of course you have to have unwavering faith that you can achieve your goal. Receive. Yes. Of course you have to think and act as if it's already yours. We've already achieved this. You have to feel it in your body. So you know what it feels like. Now you got to feel the excitement. Ah, oh, it feels good. Why? Because you get that dopamine rush when you feel good about it. They future pace yourself. How good is your life going to be once you achieve this goal? Well, if you put yourself in that state of mind, then of course you're going to want it. But the one thing that they leave out here, which I think is the biggest flaw in this entire book, is they don't say work. Cry out loud, you got to work for what you want. How many of you out there in business set a goal for yourself and you say, all right, we want to make a million dollars this year by breaking into this new market and we're going to get there. This is how we're going to get there. I believe we're going to do it. We're going to get there. And then I sit back and I say, all right, baby, here we go. I'm ready to receive. Cool. Where's the blood, sweat and tears? Where's the elbow grease? Where's the work? That's the piece they missed out on here. And I think it's probably the biggest knock on the secret. You have to work for what you want in life. Everybody like, you know, that. I know you know that, but I think this is where the secret goes wrong and they just make it seem very fluffy. Ask, believe, and receive. Nah, ask, believe, work, and then receive. That's what it comes down to. You don't get anywhere in life unless you're putting in the time. You're putting in the time. You're learning. You're failing. You're growing. You're going through difficulties. That's how you get better in life. That's how you achieve something in life. We all know that, but the book goes wrong and that they don't point that out. So I just wanted to share that three-step process with you and let you know that again, for me, I believe it's a four-step process. Ask, believe, work, receive. Golden nugget number four, the power of visualization. So when you're trying to ensure that positive thoughts are your most predominant thoughts, you might find yourself feeling a little bit worried about how much negative you're thinking about and how you're surrounded by negativity. But you shouldn't worry too much about that. Because as you know, if you worry too much about negative thoughts, what's going to happen? You're going to get more negative thoughts coming back to you. That's just the way it works. Another example that just came to me right now. You ever notice that when you have a certain pain or a certain ache or what have you, you start to focus on it a lot more. And the more you focus on it, the worse it feels. Hurts more. And God forbid you go on Google, you type in on Google what it could be. Then all of a sudden Google gives you this dramatic answer of what it could be. Then all of a sudden that pain just, oh my God, it's so bad now. But then what happens? You go to the doctor. The doctor says, no, you're all good. Everything's all good. Then all of a sudden you go home. Now that pain, what happened to it? The pain that you were feeling was all conjured up because of your mind. I'm telling you, we don't truly understand the mind yet. We're still far away from understanding the intricacies of it and how it works. But I'll tell you this much. If you keep focusing on the negative, I've said that before. If you focus on the negative, you're going to get more negative. I don't have to repeat that. You know that. So what's this idea about visualization? Use visualization as a tool. So for instance, if you want to be wealthy, make that the focus of your thoughts. Now, no matter what you ask for, visualization is the key to helping you achieve it. So for example, visualization at work here, if you're trying to become wealthy, maybe what you can do is print up a bank statement. And when you print up the bank statement, you know, white, put some white out over the actual amount and then write in there, the actual amount that you want to see, put that up on a vision board. If you want to buy a brand new house, go around a few developers, go around to the real estate section and start printing up houses that you really want and start putting that in your office or put that in your house. If you're trying to work out and you want a a body that looks a specific way, then get a printout of that body and put it up there to motivate you. Now, you have to be realistic as well, right? You can't go from making $25,000 a year and all of a sudden you want a, you know, a $9.5 million mansion. That goal's pretty lofty. And I know a lot of people out there might be saying, well, hold on, Ryan, who are you to say that a goal is too big for someone? There is no such thing as a goal too big. Hey, listen, I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm not trying to piss on anyone's parade here. But what I am trying to say is you have to be realistic about your goals. If you're making $25,000 a year, getting to a $9.5 million mansion is going to require a miracle. Right? It's not going to be easy. The struggle is real. You're going to have to go through a struggle. you got a lot to learn. There's a big gap between making twenty-five dollars to $30,000 a year and earning a $9.5 million mansion. There's a big gap there, a big knowledge gap, experience gap. You got to go through a lot of pain. So, you maybe have to set some more realistic goals. But, anyways, back to this idea of visualization. Visualization is important because throughout the day, you're going to experience some negativity. You're going to experience things that challenge your mindset, things that are going to put you down, they're going to make you feel less worthy, less focused. So, what you need to do is you need to visualize. And by printing certain things out, by doing the things I just said and putting them in your office, when you get home after a really bad day, you can go and look at that and remind yourself what you're working towards. Because not every day is going to be great. You're going to feel pain. There's going to be some down times. But you always have to keep your eye on the prize. You have to stay focused. And visualization will help you achieve that. I've done that in sports. When I did full contact fighting, My coach would always say, listen, before you get into the fight, I want you to sit down and close your eyes. Imagine what's going to happen. Picture every worst case scenario that you can be put in. The guy will will start off with a liver shot or he'll start off by kicking you below the belt or he'll start off with a shot to the spleen. He'll hit you with a head kick. What are you going to do? How are you going to feel? I want you to put yourself there so that you know what it feels like and that when it happens or if it happens, you'll be prepared. And I swear by that. I visualized over and over and over again every single possible scenario. And sometimes it happened, sometimes it didn't. But when it did happen, I was there. I already felt the feelings of anxiety, the pain. I knew how to deal with it. The power of visualization is so incredible, so important. So, again, if you think about this whole concept, if you go back to the last three step process, my four step process ask, believe, work, receive. Throughout that entire process, you have to continually visualize your goal. The ask, what is your goal? Keep that in mind. Don't forget that goal. Continue to inspire yourself to achieve that goal. It's pretty simple. This stuff's pretty simple. You got to keep yourself motivated. And one of the best ways to keep yourself motivated is to actually put it right in front of you. If you want to go buy a new car and you're saying, listen, I want to go buy this new, I don't know, Maserati. If you want to go buy that new Maserati, then go and test drive that Maserati. Know what it feels like to sit in the Maserati, what the leather feels like, what it sounds like, what it smells like. Remember that. Record yourself while you're in there. Take pictures of it. Put it up in your office so you know what it is. Then when you get, have those down times, those tough times, you'll, you'll look at those moments. and It'll inspire you. It'll remind you what you're working towards. Visualization. So critical to achieving your goals. All right, last but not least, golden nugget number five. And I changed this one up a little bit, but golden nugget number five is avoid resistance. The reason I changed this one up a little bit was because I didn't necessarily like how it was portrayed. And again, this is maybe some of the knock on the secret is that, you know, they're in this chapter. They start talking a lot about how we need to start seeing ourselves as one with the universe, that we are an energy field acting inside a larger energy field and the goal is for us to be in harmonious content with it, not in competition. I get that. That's that's cool. But I want to talk in more practical, realistic terms that maybe people can understand a little bit better. As Carl Jung put it, what you resist persists. So don't feel like you need to fight for what you want. Yes, I get it. You have to fight for what you want. Right? What you want is not going to come easy. You have to fight for it. But the difference between fighting for something that you're passionate about Something that gets you excited versus fighting for something that starts to feel like a chore. Because that's when you know you're on the wrong track. On the other hand, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're excited about it. Yes, you're putting in long hours. You're fighting tooth and nail for it. You're competing for it. But you're excited about it. Then there's no resistance. Then you're enjoying the journey. The journey is meant to be hard. Yes, But if you enjoy the journey, I'm telling you there's no resistance. Chances are you'll reach your success a lot faster. The problem is how many of you want to make more money and yet you're doing jobs, doing work, working with clients, doing things that you don't want to do. Guess what? That's resistance. That's pain. That's too much resistance because you want that goal. You want that brand new Maserati. But the jobs you're doing suck. You hate them. Those jobs are actually putting you in a bad mental state. Do you think that's going to help you? Or do you think that's going to hurt you? You know it's going to hurt you. So stop doing it. And I'm looking at all of you out there who have jobs right now. Who have jobs or maybe you're, you're a freelancer and you have clients. You don't like working with those clients. Or you're working at a job where your bosses are disrespectful to you. They're making it really hard for you to be happy. You love Thursdays because Thursday is the closest day to Friday, and because Friday means it's the furthest day away from Monday. You love Saturday, but you're starting to get a little bit worried about Saturday evening because Sunday's coming. You hate Sundays because all you can do is think about Monday. And I'm telling you, if you are listening to this right now and you are that person, it's time for a change. And I know it's gonna be tough. I know it's gonna be disruptive, but I'm telling you. You have one damn life to live and you can't live your life doing stuff that you don't enjoy doing or work with people that you don't enjoy working with. We think we have all this time. Our lives are so long. It's really not. In the long scheme of things, we're here for a very short period of time. It's a blip in the universe. Just a small portion of time. So don't spend it working with people you don't like working with. Go through the short-term pain for the long-term pleasure. You understand that the short-term pain of quitting your job, the short-term pain of fighting your client, that's going to be easier to take than having the long-term pain of sticking with a company, working with people who are going to beat you down month after month, year after year. Who are you going to become as a result of that? What kind of example do you set for your children? Are you proud of who you are? Are you proud of the work that you do? If you're not, then change. Chances are you have a goal. You want to have a great vacation. You want to live with your husband, your wife, your kids, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever it is, your parents, and you want to provide for them. Your goal may be to be provide, to provide for your kids, to have great vacations, to buy a nice house. Guess what? If you're asking for that, but how you're achieving that isn't necessarily aligned to that, you're doing work that keeps you in a very negative state of mind, man, does it make that, that battle an uphill climb. It's not worth it. So this point about resistance... This is kind of where I'm going on my soapbox here, where the secret talks about, you know, being aligned to the universes, and what have you. Essentially what they're saying is what I'm saying right now. Don't put yourself in negative circumstances, negative workplaces, while trying to achieve positive things in life. They just don't align. And the last thing I want to mention here is that sometimes as you're moving forward, you're trying new things. The one problem that you'll have is that you'll look back at your past. And sometimes it might feel like your past is controlling your future. Whether through regrets over a wrong choice you made or trauma from an unpleasant experience. Your past does not equal the future. Your past does not equal the present. Every new moment you are a brand new person because every new moment you have a new thought. And that new thought can turn into a seed that turns into something completely different. Your past does not define you. You learn from your past. Your past is a lesson. But it is not a determining factor for who you become in the future. Don't forget those two pieces. I wanted to end off this episode on those two notes because I feel like those are two big pieces that we struggle with. Resistance through looking at where you're currently situated at in life, in your career, and through your past. Your past does not determine the future. And where you work, who you give your time with, the worlds you work within, Don't put yourself in those negative circumstances. Pull yourself out of them. Deal with the short-term pain for long-term pleasure. Get yourself out of that because the world is full of positive opportunities. You just got to look for them. And there we have it. The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. Now you speak, I listen. I listen. After last week's episode, so many of you were saying, Hey Ryan, when are you going to get The Secret featured on the show? Hey, like I said, you talk, I listen. I got maybe, probably no, maybe around like a 100, just under a 100 emails, social media messages, people asking me in person, asking me about that. So again, if you have any suggestions for books or you have questions, you want me to talk to a certain author, bring them on the show, let me know. Reach out to me on social media. I'm on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Follow me on all those platforms. Follow the Cut the Crap Show on all those platforms. As I've mentioned, I'm dedicating a lot more time to that. As you'll see, there's a lot more updates coming through frequently. So there's a lot more value being added to you. So definitely get online, follow me. And if you have questions, suggestions, do not hesitate. Reach out. Let me know what you think about the show. Let me know what kind of authors you want me to bring in or what books to feature. All right, my friends. That is a wrap for today. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to each and every single one of you who subscribe, who just listen to me every single week. You know how much it means to me. You know how much it means to me. So just from the bottom of my heart, thank you to all of you. You add such, I don't know, such joy to my life. I'm so grateful for all of you. So thank you so much. So on that note, I will catch you back here next week when I have a brand new book, brand new Golden Nuggets, an interview with an author. And of course, every single week, you know what I'm doing here. It's trying to save you a little bit of time and bring you some information that can spark real change in your life. fantastic, inspired, productive week, everybody. I love you all.
1: nor talk too wise, if you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone. And so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue There's all kinds of different ways to break. You can break physically. You can break mentally. You can break your heart. You can break your spirit. And none of those are fun. And all of those are going to leave a mark. But the mark that they leave can be the mark of victory. Or it can be the mark of defeat. Because every time you break and in every way that you break, while it's a chance, it's definitely a chance for you to give up and for you to just to fall apart. But there's also opportunity. There's opportunity to get stronger and get smarter and get faster and get tougher and get more stable and get more resilient and get better. When you break, you have the opportunity to show the world, the whole world, what you are really made of so so if you break if if you break the fight isn't over in fact if you break the fight is just beginning and as you crawl up and out of that dismal and wretched place covered and you're covered in blood and sweat and dirt and filth as you rise above what you were and as you take the form of of who you are supposed to be You will see that in the very act of standing up, in the very act of fighting on, you will become and you will remain.